All right. It's so good to see you this morning. And uh, just look at your neighbor and, and tell him that you look beautiful. Amen. It is so good to be in the house of the Lord this morning. And there's so much going on in the world, isn't there? But it's good to be in the house of the Lord this morning. I read a really good quote this morning, and it says, uh, No flowers wear so lovely a blue as those which grow at the foot of a glacier. No stars gleam so brightly as those which glisten in the polar sky. No water tastes so sweet as that which springs amid the desert sand. And no faith is so precious as that which lives and triumphs in adversity. And this morning you're showing your faith to God because you're in the house of the Lord in spite of all the adversity that we are facing. And you are here with a smile on your face and a joy in your step. I can feel it this morning and a worship in your spirit. And it is just, I just am so excited for this service this morning. I can't tell you. I just, I came with a feeling of expectancy this morning. And I believe that God is going to manifest himself in a very special way today. I want to just um, briefly, Pastor Mark asked me to share this. And um, I want to briefly share this this morning. And I know this is not anything new for a lot of you. So just bear with me. But Tonight, today, I want to talk about how to praise and worship God. This is from uh, Joy Haney's book on virtuous women. And there are six words in the Hebrew language that tell us how to praise and worship God. So today, you have six ways that you can choose from. Okay, so this is not one size fits all. This is however you're feeling this morning, however you want to express your worship to God this morning. I want you to feel free to do that. The first word is... Ish halal, and its English translation is hallelujah. It means to be boastful, to be excited, and to enjoy. This word con con um, connotes a tremendous explosion of enthusiasm in the act of praising. I wish, I wonder if this morning we could all just stand right now and say hallelujah to the Lord in a way that you know is meaningful to you and to Him this morning. Ready? Hallelujah! in public, as in Psalm 138 and 1 says, I will praise thee with my whole heart before the gods will I sing praise unto thee. My praise shall be of thee in the great congregation, Psalm 22, 25. I will pay my vows before them that fear him. And this verb has a root meaning of the extended hand or to throw out the hand. Just We don't worship God randomly. We, As Pentecostals, we worship God with purpose, and it has to be in the Bible. And so in this uh, psalm, it says that we raise our hands. We throw out our hands when we worship God. And so today, you, let's worship God with raised hands. Amen? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We raise our hands to you today. And we lift our worship to you today, Jesus, because you are the sovereign God. There is no God like you in all the earth. Hallelujah. We praise you today, God. We thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. 
Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. The third word is Barak, and this means to bless. Psalm 103, 1 and 2, bless the Lord, O my soul. Some of you could quote this with me. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. The act of kneeling and blessing God is an act of adoration, and that is in the word Barak. So this morning, let's let our hearts line up with God this morning and say, God, I want to bless you with my soul, not just my mind, not just with my emotions, but with my soul, that innermost part of me that only you see. I give you my soul this morning, Lord. The fourth word for praise is zamar. And this is one of the musical verbs for praise. And it is making music and the praise to God. And we're going to do that just real soon. And we are going to give thanks to the Lord. In Psalm 92 and 1, it says, It is a good thing to give thanks unto the Lord and to sing praises unto thy name, O Most High. The fifth word is shabak and this word praise means to laud or extol god shabak also means to address in a loud tone to command triumph glory to shout and dance before the lord with all your heart so god wants us to be expressive in our worship i know we we you know some of us may have seen concerts or gone to concerts or something and people are very expressive in their worship or in their involvement in what's going on and this morning, that's what I would love to see myself do this morning. That's what I want to do this morning. I want to be expressive in my worship to God. Amen. 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 All right. You guys are on board this morning. We're going to have an outpouring this morning like we haven't seen before. You send those praises up to Almighty God. He is here this morning. Let's just raise our hands one more time and just invite the manifest presence of God into this house this morning. Jesus. We love you so much with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength, God. Lord, we are pouring out our praise to you, Lord, not because we want something in return, but just because you are worthy, Lord. You are worthy of all praise and glory. You are in control of every situation this morning. This whole world is in your hands, God. Hallelujah. Lord, you are greater than any fear that has come against us. Lord, you are greater than anything, Lord, that is oppressing our minds this morning. Lord, you are greater, God. And we give you our worship and we give you our praise this morning, Lord. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Because he's redeemed you from the hand of the enemy this morning. He set your foot upon a rock. He is establishing your going. He is establishing your thoughts. The enemy cannot touch you unless God allows it. And so God is in rejoice it doesn't say rejoice just when you're on the mountaintop rejoice just when there's gas in your car and food on your table and all things are going well no it says rejoice in the lord always rejoice when there's COVID out there rejoice when there's war popping up rejoice amid everything that's going on 
like a beautiful flower blooming at a glacier where it seems impossible when our faith blooms in the presence of Almighty God. And it says, you know what? Things around me may not look good, but that doesn't matter because my God is always good. Hallelujah, hallelujah, when I woke up this morning, there was there was a word on my mind, and it was my praise is my weapon. And that just confirms everything you just spoke about. No matter what we're going through in life, our praise is our weapon to get us through what we're going through. No matter how dark the situation may be, hallelujah, Jesus. My praise is my weapon. Hallelujah, Jesus. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. As long as I got God on my side, all things are possible. Hallelujah, 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 Jesus. Thank you. 
Sometimes church we take advantage of just the little things. The little things that God does for us. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Hallelujah, I praise you in the midst of my storm, Jesus. I praise you in the midst of my storm, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. I lift my eyes into the hills, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. This is just something little, God, that I can give back unto you, Jesus. You deserve more, Jesus. I praise you with my lips. I praise you with an offering, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. As we pray over this offering, Father God, we thank you, Lord God, for another opportunity, Lord, to give unto you, Jesus. We thank you, Lord, for what you're doing in our lives, Jesus. We thank you, Lord, for what you're going to do with this offering, Lord, and bless our church with it, Lord. Bless those that can give God it, and bless those that cannot. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen, amen.
I don't know about you, but I'm excited this morning. Amen. 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 How many of you here this morning recognize just how blessed you are? Amen. I'll tell you what, we are a blessed people. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. I am so thankful. So thankful God is so good to us. It's good to see you all here today. Amen. Good to see everybody. Amen. It's, it's good to be in God's presence. Amen. This service is probably going to be a little bit different today, if that's all right with you. Amen. You're all right with just letting God do what he wants here today? Amen. Okay, that is one thing that I am. I am so thankful about with this church is that above anything else, you want God just to do what God wants to do. You got it. Wherever the, where, where, however the Spirit wants to move, however God wants to work, He's God and, and, and He knows better than me. I'll, I'll follow His will and I'll do what He wants. And, but we want God just to have His way. And, and today is no exception. I want God to do what God wants to do today. Um, trying to decide where to start today. Oh, I'll tell you. Um, well, you may be seated. You may be seated. Um, we're going to start with uh, something that I, I talked to you about uh, last week. I, I told you, or Tuesday night, I guess it was. I told you that... Um, I guess it was Tuesday morning. I was riding around and God started dealing with me about um, me and the church here doing something that was kind of outside of ourselves, outside of our own our own you know community and the things that we would normally do. But God started impressing on me. He said, "You know, you need you need to look for an opportunity for the church and Claremont to reach out." To, to affect somebody else. I said, yeah, God, I'm, man, I'm all for that. I want to do it. And so <clears throat> later that afternoon, I was talking to our bishop. I was talking to him on the phone. And um, he started telling me about something. And, and, and as, he, as he mentioned it, it was just like, you know, uh, he just was like he was giving me an update about something that I knew about. And I said, well, wait a minute. I said, you got to fill me in. You got to tell me what the story is here because I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, oh man, I thought I had told you about this. No, no, you haven't told me about it, but I want to hear about it. You know, he's getting old, so, you know, we'll, we'll forgive him. <laughs> Somebody needs to play that portion of the service for him. <laughs> but, uh, he was telling me about um, uh, a church that is being started in Guatemala, or actually it's already been started. And um, he began to tell me about how God had, uh, God had been dealing with him about helping them financially. And as he began to, to tell me about it, I said, well, Bishop, I said, I want to be a part of that. That's right. And he said, well, man, that'd be great. He said, you know, we've got... Uh, you know, our church is, you know, Hiawassee is going to be uh, a part of it. And both of our Spanish works, the one in Orlando and the one in Kissimmee, 
are going to be a part of it. And I said, well, you can't leave us out. I said, we're going to be a part of it too. And so this morning, I just want to, I want to present this to you. And um, I want to, uh, there's a little portion here that I want to read, a little narrative, if you will, and um, share this with you. And then I've got a little video clip that I want to show you uh, in, in regards to what this is. So just allow me to, um, allow me just to share this with you. Um, Brother Wilmer and his wife Evelyn became a part of First Pentecostal Ministry Spanish in February of 2015. They experienced Acts 2.38 salvation that same year. They worked diligently in the ministry, being ushers in the church and working with the uh, home group ministry. Uh, Brother Wilman, Wilmer even helped to uh, install the floor tile in the educational building over at our Hiawassee campus. He, He's just, you know, he's a worker. Whatever, whatever he can do to, to further the kingdom of God, he's been one of those that just puts his hand to it. He, he, doesn't, he doesn't shy away from whatever he can do to help. Um, they have uh, three beautiful children. They have Crystal, who is 12 years old, uh, Valentina, who is seven, and Gabrielle, Gabrielle who is five years old. Um, Due to some unforeseen circumstances, they had to leave and go back to Guatemala in 2018. And when they got there, they began to work at their the nearest UPC church that they could find. Unfortunately, it was about an hour away from them. And um, Pastor Tulio and, um, and his family, or the pastor of our Spanish work in Kissimmee, uh, they visited Brother Wilmer and his family on several uh, several occasions, as well as uh, preaching at the church that he was attending. Now, in 2020, when the pandemic hit, um, the church they attended closed down. And so, uh, Brother Wilmer and his family connected with our Spanish ministry here. Uh, and they did that virtually, or virtually through YouTube and Facebook. A year later, because the church they were attending was still not fully open, Pastor Tulio encouraged Brother Wilmer to start holding Bible studies in his home. It started with just him and his family. But as his neighbors heard about the Bible studies and what God was doing, they started joining them, and eventually the group of five people turned into a group of 50 people, which met in Brother Wilmer's backyard pretty amazing isn't it yeah, right. just a little bible study in your home with you and your wife and your three kids and, and and you know very rapidly it grows to 50 people that are meeting every week in your backyard and you're trying to figure out how am I going to make this work it's a great thing seeing this gross uh, growth uh, pastor Tulio connected or contacted his previous pastor in Guatemala and let him know of the growth and that they were uh, opening a church in that town. They were going to open a church there. Through prayer and consulting his spirit, uh, spiritual leadership, Pastor Tulio opened up the church in Guatemala uh, under the name New Generation of Disciples in March of 2021. The church continues to grow there. At that time, uh, that they opened, I believe they said that the church had already reached an uh, average attendance of about 80 people. 
So it's still just continuing to grow, continuing to, to increase, and, and great things are happening. Uh, Pastor Tulio and his family traveled to Guatemala to dedicate the new church and its building. Um, in attendance were approximately 200 people. Um, during those services, they had 10 people that received the Holy Ghost and 20 that were baptized in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Because of generous donations from Brother Wilmer's father-in-law, who donated the land for the church to be built on, um, as well as local families and businesses that gave to the, uh, to the cause there, the total cost for building that church was $20,000. Man, if that could only be here in the United States. Wow. Our bishop, Pastor Jones, uh, felt led of God that we should pay for the building of this church in its entirety. And that's what he was talking to me about that day. He said, you know, at first I, I said, well, you know, we want to pay half of that. He said, and, and God kind of began to deal with me and said, really, you only want to pay half? He said, you can pay the whole thing. Your ministry can pay for this whole thing. Now, uh, well, let me, let me just continue on. I'll, I'll get off track. Let me not do it. So... Today we're presenting this and we're asking every member and everyone that has a generous spirit. If you remember our, our lesson on Tuesday night, it was about being a generous person right. in our giving. We're asking if you have that generous spirit to give liberally to this cause. See, the church still needs interior furnishings, musical equipment, a van to pick up people for church. You'll, you'll see in just a few minutes, uh, you'll see... In this video clip, the, uh, the, the, the people that are being picked up and are being transported to church in the back of a cattle truck. I, I can promise you, not one of us came to church standing up in the back of a cattle truck where, where earlier that week they had been hauling cows and, and chickens and pigs and goats and but that's how they're coming to church. Mm. So we're joining, uh, we're being joined by all four congregations of First Pentecostal Ministries in reaching this goal. Now, we've kind of set a deadline for this, and it's, we know that this is a sacrificial offering, okay? Um, but we want to receive this offering by October the 3rd. So that's roughly a month. And we want you to pray about it. We want you to, you know, to let God direct you and, and how to give. But we want to see this, this $20,000, this debt that they have retired. Um, still a lot of work uh, to be done in the kingdom of God and in the country of Guatemala. Revival's happening in this country, and you have a unique opportunity to be a giant part of this revival. Last week, um, Bishop Jones had uh, evangelist Brother Doug Kleindens that was there uh, preaching for them. And during, that, uh, during those services while Brother Kleindens was here, Brother uh, Bishop 
was able to uh, talk to him and just kind of told him what was going on and, and tell him about the, you know, the, the work that was happening there. And he, he told him what, you know, what the church was um, going to be doing there. And Brother Kleindetz kind of felt the leading of the Lord to be a part of this great, off, or great endeavor. He gave an offering of $500 to this cause. He's not even a part of this ministry. He's an evangelist. And he saw the he saw the, the need. He saw that it was a, a, a good cause. And so he gave a $500 offering. And I encourage you today to be generous, to, to give so that souls can be reached, that revivals uh, can, can take place. And, and God has called you and me to, to be givers. And to give to causes like these outside of ourselves, it's not a selfish thing for us in doing this. We're doing this to bless others. Amen. See, and when we do that, God pours blessings out on us also. Amen. Listen, we don't give so that we can be blessed. But when we give, we have to be blessed because God is never going to be in the position of owing us anything. Right. Amen? Amen. I thought it was so wonderful when the bishop was talking to me about this. He told me one thing, and I, this is not in this, but I'll share it with you because it just really, it ministered to me. When Brother uh, uh, Tulio, Pastor Tulio, went down to do this service, um, they went down there, and there was no, no music instruments anywhere they, they didn't have any. They didn't have a sound system. They didn't have any of those things. Now, they knew they were going to have a large crowd, and they really wanted to, you know, to do the best that they could, but they just didn't have it, and they didn't have the funds. And so there was a family that attends a, a United Pentecostal church about six hours away from where this is. They heard about the service that was going to take place. So what did they do? They gathered up all of their musical instruments. They gathered up their sound system, put it in a, in a vehicle. They drove for six hours, set it all up, stayed there the whole time while these services were going on so that there could be music, that there could be a sound system. Then after it was over, after all of the, the things took place, they packed it back up and they drove six hours to get back home. It's quite a sacrifice for somebody to do. We want to be a part of this so that, listen, if they, if they can retire this $20,000 debt, then they'll be able to have the funds to be able to go get some uh, uh, musical equipment, to get a sound system, to be able to have a van or a bus or, or some proper means to be able to get people to the church. Yes. When you see people that are doing a work like this and you see that, you know, that people are responding and there's growth and that souls are being saved, you can recognize that, yes, this is a worthy cause. And we don't want this to stop just with this one church because there are other opportunities here in uh, Guatemala and, the, you know, in, in different areas for us to, to continue to spread the gospel and to be able to reach people. So today I'm going to ask you, um, Brother Carlos, would you come help me with this? I'm going to have him pass out to everyone that, that will. Uh, a card. We want to do a, um, a, a faith promise offering today. 
Listen, I know that, you know, you may not have come here with, uh, you can go ahead and pass those out. Um, you may not have come here with your checkbook or anything today and, and, and prepared to give. But I want you to take this and I want you to, you know, to pray and let God lead you in what you want to give and what you can give to this. I know that, um, I know that we have people in our church that are very generous. I, I told you, I think it was Tuesday night, and I'll tell you again this morning. I am grateful for the people of God that are in this church because you are generous. You are, you are faithful givers. I don't ever have to worry about the light, you know, having money to pay the light bill, money to pay the rent, money to you know, keep things going. You're faithful. I thank God for that. And, and I, I, I applaud you this morning. And, and you shouldn't take that lightly. There are so many churches right now because of the pandemic, because of all the things that are going on, that they're in need. There's churches that are struggling today. And I thank God that we have people of God here that are faithful. And so I, I want you to allow God to, to lead you in this. And um, be generous in your giving. I'll just share this with you. And I'm not saying this for any, any reason except to maybe encourage you in something. Okay? When, when the bishop first mentioned this to me, there was a number that came to my mind. And it's like, yeah, that's what I want to give. I said, you know, man, I, could, I, I, I want to give $500 to that. And I was thinking, you know, hey, that's pretty good, Mark. You know, kind of pat myself on the back. And God said, really? That's, that's all you want to give? And I said, well, you know, I mean, God, I'll, I'll give more if you want. And he said, I do. I want you to give more. I said, okay. And so, Sister Jennifer and I, I'll, I'll just kind of kick off this, this faith pledge here, okay? Sister Jennifer, Jennifer and myself, we have, we have decided that we're going to give $1,000 to this. And listen, you know, you may be able to give $1,000. There are some here you can give... 2000 3000 whatever the Lord directs you to, you can give. I don't want you to limit God. If, if God, you know, if God leads you in giving to this, I want you to just follow what God does because I can promise you God is faithful. Amen. We are blessed beyond measure, and God is the one that prospers us and takes care of us. Amen. So today as we've passed these out, I would ask you to, you know, to, to just write your name and an amount. I promise when we when we take these up at the end of service, I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna share it with anybody. It's between you and God what you're giving. I want to receive it just so we can kind of have an idea of where we stand. Now, I will tell you that if if we receive more than enough to cover this, you know, through the ministries, this money is not gonna go anywhere else but into into this type of work. Amen. It may be that we pay for the church and we send money down there to help them buy a van. We may send money down there to, to you know, help them get instruments. Or if, if that's the, the, the need that they have is that $20,000, then the bishop has already said anything that's over that, 
we'll put into a fund so that we can continue to do this with other ministries, with other works. And so give and let God, let, let God lead you in your giving and let God bless you through this. Amen? Amen. Amen. Let's just pray right now. Lord, we thank you for the work that you've done here in Claremont and, and throughout this ministry, God, all of the, the souls that have been reached, God, for the work that you're continuing to do, God. We know that you are more than enough, God, Lord, for anything that we have need of. Now today, God, I'm praying that you would just help us, God. Lead us and direct us, God. Lord, speak into our lives. Let us give generously, Lord, for your kingdom, for, for your word to be able to go forth and to be able to meet the need. Help us today, God. We thank you for it. I pray your blessings upon us in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Um, if you would, why don't you, uh, I'll, I'll get the lights over here. Why don't you go ahead and, and show that video quick. Thank you, Brother Cruz. Uh, the second one, I'm sorry. We'll, we'll come back to this one in a minute. Yeah, here we go. This is the building they built one. It's an open air building.
That's the building that we're paying for. Now, along with that building, I can tell you they also build a, uh, uh, they've also built a little separate restroom facility out away from the building, and, and they, you know, put in the, you know, the, the septic system and the things that they would need for that, and, and that's all part of this. Now, I, I know when you when you look at that by American standards, oh, that's that's not much, but in Guatemala. That's a nice building. That's a very nice building. And as the pastor, I would love to see our church at least cover, at least cover a third of that debt. That's my goal. I'd like to at least see that from our church. Church, I'm I've never done anything like this. I've never come to you and asked you to give like this. And I know that you'll that you'll respond. Amen. So thank you. Amen. 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 Oh, hallelujah. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh. All right. I'm going to read a I'm going to read a scripture before we get into into the the message today. Revelation chapter twelve. Um, I want to read verse ten and eleven. Um, Verse 10 says, and now, uh, and I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, now has come salvation and strength and the kingdom of God and the power of his Christ. For the accuser, accuser, <clears throat> let me say that again. For the accuser of our brethren is cast down, which accused them before our God day and night. Do you know that that is what Satan does? He is the accuser of the brethren. And he goes to God. Day and night, he's constantly saying, oh yeah, but, you know, you know, what about this one? What about this saint? You know, you, you, you say these are your people, but, you know, I, I saw what they did here. You know, they don't really trust you enough. They don't really, you know, and, and he's constantly there accusing, accusing us before God. But verse 11 says, and they overcame him, the accuser. And there's two things that were used to overcome the accuser. The blood of the lamb. Thank God for the blood that Jesus Christ shed for you and me. That is what has paid the price for us. But along with the blood, there was one other thing. That, that helped us to overcome the accuser. And that was by the word of their testimony. That they loved not their lives unto death. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Our testimony is important. Right. It's important. I, I was telling Brother Carlos yesterday, I said, you know, I believe that there's a time coming that, that we're going to come to church and it, the the the, the preaching of the word will continue always, I believe. 
But a large part of our service is going to be the, the testimonies about what God is doing. Every week, I believe we're going to come in here and it's going to be, oh, pastor, I, I need to share this. God did this miracle this week. Pastor, I, I want to tell about what God did for my neighbor. Pastor, I, I want to tell about the, the opportunity that God opened up to me this week to where I was able to, to witness to this person. And, and, and they said, you know, I, I see it. I want to be baptized. And so we went, we went back to the, to the swimming pool at the community there, and we baptized them in Jesus' name. And they came up out of the water speaking in tongues. that I believe that those are the testimonies that are going to come forth from the people of God and it's going to be more and more and more yeah. Amen. now today before we get into into the rest of the word I want to share some testimonies with you. Um, this this first one that I that I'm going to share I tell you, it um, it gets me. This one, this one is difficult. Okay, um, I'm going to read what what was presented. This was sent out by one of our ministers. Um, hopefully, I'll be able to get through this. But uh, everybody knows what's going on in Afghanistan. We know the you know the terrible situations that are there. Was this, uh, was this Brother Hattabaw that sent this out? Uh, Brother Huba. Oh, Brother Huba sent this out. Yeah, I knew it was. Okay. Started with an H. That's right. <laughs> um, he sent this out, I guess, uh, I think it was this morning he sent it out. Um, he said, we received news that the underground church in Kabul, Afghanistan, has been martyred. Mm. Our friends have been in contact and met together last night in deep prayer. The last words, <clears throat> excuse me, the last words she spoke was, we feel your prayers because this supernatural boldness came over us and we were singing in the spirit. Even the kids said, Mom, we will not deny Jesus. <laughs> As they were on the phone, they heard the screaming and the gunshots. Church, we're blessed. I don't have to worry about somebody walking in the door with a gun this morning. I can come here and I can praise my, I can raise my hands. I can praise my God. I can talk about His Word openly. I don't have to worry about it. But these people, as the the Bible talked about, it said they loved not their life even unto death. He, he kept on going here. He said, God is so powerful. They went to be with the Creator filled with joy. 
They're, they're actually going to be fasting today for the churches. And he said, keep praying. Their reward is great. May the enemy encounter Jesus and his love and that they repent. And this morning, I want us just to take a moment right now. And I want us to do something that is completely unselfish. I want us to stand and I want us to pray, not just for, you know, any of the remaining underground church that is there in Afghanistan, but I want us to pray for the people that are there. Listen, God loves every individual person that, that is there dealing with the atrocities that are going on. Oh. We want to pray for those souls that God would move in that, in that country, in that region, in the areas where all that is happening, and that God would be able to, to, to take control over that situation and do a great work there. Oh, let's just pray for them right now, God. Lord, we cry out to you right now, God. Lord, we're asking you to reach over into that area, God. Lord, into Afghanistan. You see, God, all the atrocities that are taking place, God. You know, God. Lord, the people that are there, God, Lord, we're not just talking about the Americans that are still there, God, but even the nationals, God, Lord, that are there, God, every soul that is in that area, God. Lord, we pray right now that you would move, God. Lord, that you would reach down, God, and make a difference in that situation, God. Lord, in those lives, God. Lord, we pray, God, that you would defeat the work of the evil, Lord, that is going on there, God. Lord, only you can restore order and peace, God. Lord, you're the only one, God, that can overcome these things, God. Lord, if we, we're helpless against these things except through you, God. Lord, and so we're crying out to you this morning, God, asking you to help, Lord. Lord, help these people, God. Lord, they need you, God. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, I thank you, God, that you've heard us this morning, God. Lord, God, that you've heard our cry, God. Lord, you have heard the cry of people all across the world, God. Lord, that are calling on you for help, God. Lord, and I thank you, God, that you are faithful, God, and that you will move, God. Lord, that you will reach down, God, Lord, and do a work. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You may be seated. 
Now, I want to I want to share some more testimonies with you. Let me just tell you these these I promise you'll be they'll be a little more uplifting and encouraging. We're not gonna we're not gonna go out of here on a on a a note of of people that have been martyred for God. Listen, that's a great thing, and we can rejoice that they're in the presence of the Almighty right now. Listen, that's not, it's not a sad thing. No, it's, it's sad that the atrocities happen, but we can't be sad for them because they've given their life for the ministry, for the cause of God. And, and listen, they're in the hands of God. Oh, hallelujah. They wouldn't trade places with us at all. But I want to talk to you about some, some other miracles that, that are taking place, some other testimonies that, that I can give you. How about one about the church here? Amen. Is that all right? Amen. We, we had a minister. I, I can honestly tell you I've never met this man. I don't know who he is. Bishop went up, uh, I guess it was two weeks ago, uh, and, and preached for this man. Um, and he had uh, given him his, uh, his, his honorarium for preaching as he left and um, got home and, and he, he, uh, he called and there was some mix up on, on the, the check. It was on the wrong account or something. And he, so anyway, he was, the, the, the man was talking to the bishop and he said, uh, you know, listen, I, I'm going to send you out. A, he said, I'm going to wire the money to you. He said, no, no, he said, listen, you don't need to do that. Just you know, send me another check. Don't send me a check. Whatever, it's all right. You know, and he said, No, no, no. I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna wire it to you. He said, But you know, I've got you on the phone. And he said, God's been dealing with me about something. And he said, I know that this is gonna sound odd. He said, I know that you know we're a small church, and and you know you've got multiple ministries there. God's done great things, blessed y'all abundantly, and and all of these things. He said, But I, I feel from. From the, you know, in the Holy Ghost, that I really need to give an offering to your church and to the ministry there. And he said, well, you know, hey, listen, if, if you feel led to do that, I, I don't want to stop you from doing what God's leading you. And he said, I, I don't know, you know, where it needs to go. I, I don't know if there's something that, you know, that's on the horizon that, that you need to give to. And the bishop said, well, he said, I can tell you probably one of the next things that we're going to, you know, need to start focusing on is, is we're going to need uh, we're going to need a, a, another building out in Claremont. He said our Claremont work is growing, things are taking, you know, really really starting to happen there, and you know that's going to be something that we need to do. And the man said, "Oh," he said, "Well, that would be perfect." He said, "You don't you don't understand." He said, "I, I would love to give to the Claremont work." And he said, well, okay, that's fine. He said, so, you know, just send it and we'll give it to the Claremont work. So the man's going to give an offering to, to our church. I, I've never met the man. But he's going to send an offering for our building fund. But, but see, that's not where the story ends. He said, you don't understand my, uh, my heart for that area. And Bishop said, well, no, I really don't. What's, what's up? He said, my mom who's not in the church, lives right there in Leesburg. He said, my sister, who's not in the church, lives up in the villages. He said, and my brother, who's not in the church, has his business, which is 
one of the largest of, of this type in, in, the, in the entire county, just over before, uh, on the Lake County side before you get in Wildwood. So he lives right in this area. He said, I want there to be a church there. He said, because I need someone that can reach my family. And so I, I'm going to, I'm making it a, a, a priority that we get information, that, that we find out how we can reach out and how that we can, you know, try to, try to minister to these people. Listen, there, there, are, there are people that, that we don't know anything about, people that we don't even recognize are in the area, yeah. that there have been people praying, saying, God, I need somebody. To reach it. I, I need some place I can send them. I, I need someone that can minister to them. And I thank God that he is he's connecting the, the right people, the right times for his will and for his work. What a great miracle. Amen. Amen. How about another one? You, you want another good testimony? Oh, man, I, I love good testimony. Um, well, many of you know that uh, Brother Ricketts uh, had, uh, has COVID. He's been battling. He was in the, uh, they, they put him in the hospital with COVID. I believe it was, uh, I don't know, it was Thursday or Friday, I believe it was, um, that uh, he was put on a ventilator. When they put him on the ventilator, they said that they were supplying him that, that evening, they put him on and they were supplying him with 100% oxygen. Wow. He was in that bad shape. By the next morning, that had been reduced to where they were only supplying 45%. They said, the, the, the nurses and the doctors said, that's unheard of. It never changes that quick. Within 24 hours of him being put on the ventilator, they tested him, and they said, he's all right. And they took him back off of the ventilator. So I just want to give God a little praise for the fact that, listen, he can do what is uncommon. What doctors and nurses say, oh, that never happens. Well, with God, it can happen. And the last one I, I, I'm going to share with you, um, how, you know, we, we know that Brother Chris Hilton and Sister Samantha, they started evangelizing. They're out today. I believe they're in Fort Pierce ministering today. And um, we thank God for that. We are excited to have them, you know, kind of here in our midst and, and operating out of here. And I, I'm excited about that. I love Brother Chris and Sister Samantha. They're great people. And um, I, I really feel like there is just a, a great anointing upon him and that God is going to use him mightily. And that has already begun to happen. He came back, uh, he was in New York just a few weeks ago, and he was there and he, he told me about it. He said, Pastor, he said, man, he said, we were, we were up at the altar and he, saw, he said, I saw this lady that she came in with a cane. She was walking with a cane and she had to have that cane to walk. And he said, I, I felt impressed just to go over and lay my hands on her and, and to pray for her. And he said, some of the other people gathered around. He said, and we prayed for her. 
And he said, after we prayed, he said, man, I felt so strongly just to go over and, and to, to take her cane away from her and say, why don't you just, you know, take a couple steps and just kind of see how that goes. And he said, she took one or two steps, he said, and then all of a sudden, she took off running and dancing and shouting. He told me, he said, you know, the pastor said that they got a, they, they videoed this. Now, it, you know, it's it's not the, the greatest uh, uh, video of, of what happened, but you can see at the end, you can see her over there dancing and shouting, and you can see Brother Chris up there holding the cane. And so I want to show you this just as a testimony to what God is doing. Yes, yesterday in prayer and um, so for those of you that were here sorry you just have to listen again because I'm gonna, I, I just feel really impressed to share this and I want to I want to read this passage to you and, and just talk about it so just allow me a, a moment here 2nd Corinthians chapter 20 beginning in verse 1 it says and it came to pass after this also that the children of Moab and the children of Ammon and with them others beside the Ammonites came again Jehoshaphat to battle. Now, Jehoshaphat, for those of you that are not aware, was the king over Judah. Okay. Uh, Jehoshaphat feared and set himself to seek the Lord and to proclaim a fast throughout all Judah. And Judah gathered themselves together and asked help of the Lord. Even out of all the cities of Judah, they came to seek the Lord. And Jehoshaphat stood in the congregation of Judah and Jerusalem in the house of the Lord before the new court. And here's what he said. He said, O Lord God of our fathers, art 
not thou God in heaven? And rulest not thou over the kingdoms of the heathen? Listen, you're still God. It doesn't matter what king is in place. You're over them. It doesn't matter whether whether they're a godly nation or a heathen nation. You're still in charge. You're still God. And, and, and it doesn't matter about earthly kings because you're the king of kings. And in my hand is there not power and might so that none is able to withstand thee? Are not thou our God who didst drive out the inhabitants of this land before thy people Israel and gavest it to, to the seed of Abraham thy friend forever? And they dwell therein and have built thee a sanctuary therein for thy name, saying, If when evil come upon us as, as the sword, judgment, or pestilence, or famine, we stand before this house and in thy presence, for thy name is in this house, and cry unto thee in our affliction, then thou will hear and help. Amen. Listen, God is not a God that just hears our cry, but he shows up and helps us. That's right. oh, somebody needs to hear that because for so long we've said, oh, well, yeah, God hears me, but he doesn't show up. I'm here to tell you God shows up if you'll call on him. And now, behold the children of Ammon and Moab and Mount Seir, whom thou wouldest not let Israel invade when they came out of the land of Egypt, but they turned from them and destroyed them not. Behold, I say, how they reward us. Look what they're doing now, God. You spared them, and now all of them have joined forces, and they're coming against us. They want to destroy us. Hmm. To come to cast us out of thy possession, which thou hast given us to inherit. O oh, our God, will thou not judge them? For we have no might against this great company that cometh against us. Neither know we what to do, but our eyes are upon thee. Listen, God, I don't have the power in my own hands to defeat my enemy. I don't have the power to, to, to hold back the forces that are coming against me. I, and I don't even know what to do, God. Lord, I, I have no idea how to respond to this except to come to you and say, God, I need your help. Woo! Oh, hallelujah. Mm. But our eyes are upon thee. And all Judah stood before the Lord with their little ones, their wives, and their children. Then upon Jehaziel, the son of Zechariah, the son of Benaniah, the son of Jael, the son of Mattaniah, a Levite of the sons of Asaph, came the Spirit of the Lord in the midst of the congregation. And he said, Hearken ye all Judah, and ye inhabitants of Jerusalem, and thou King Jehoshaphat. Listen, everybody that's here, I want you to listen, and I want you to hear what the Lord's about to say. Thus saith the Lord unto you, Be not afraid nor dismayed by reason of this great multitude, 
For the battle is not yours, but it's God's. Woo, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. He continued on and said, Tomorrow go ye down against them. Behold, they come up by the cliff of Ziz, and ye shall find them at the end of the brook before the wilderness of Jerul. You shall not need to, to fight in this battle. Set yourselves, stand ye still, and see the salvation of the Lord with you. Amen. O Judah and Jerusalem, fear not, nor be dismayed. Tomorrow go out against them, for the Lord will be with you. And Jehoshaphat bowed his head with his face to the ground, and all Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem fell before the Lord, worshiping the Lord. And the Levites of the children of the Kohathites and of the children of the Korites stood up to praise the Lord God of Israel with a loud voice on high. What they do, as soon as God spoke, they begin to worship God and begin to sing and to send praises up to God. They had a little worship service right there. Oh, their problem hadn't been solved. The enemy was still on his way, but they had a word from God that said, listen, I'm going to fight this battle for you. All I need you to do is show up, and I'm going to bring victory. And all it took was that word, and they said, that's enough for me. I'm going to start shouting. I'm going to start rejoicing. And they rose early in the morning and went forth into the wilderness of Tekoa. And as they went forth, Jehoshaphat stood and said, Hear me, O Judah, and ye inhabitants of Jerusalem. Believe in the Lord your God, so shall ye be established. Believe his prophets, so shall ye prosper. And when he had consulted with the people, he appointed singers unto the Lord. And that should praise the beauty of holiness as they went out before the army and to say, praise the Lord for his mercy endureth forever. And when they began to sing and to praise, now, now get this, all right? It didn't happen up until this point. God had given him the word that he was going to fight the battle. They had praised him and worshiped him immediately. The next morning, they were obedient to God. They got up. They got ready to go set themselves out before the battle. And the king gets up and he, he begins to uh, address them and say, Listen, I don't want you to be afraid. I want you to believe the word of the Lord. I want you to believe the words of the prophet. And we're going to go out and God's going to fight this battle for us. And so what they do? They started singing and worshiping all over again. They started praising God. They started exalting Him and lifting up His name. Yes. And they said, at that time, whoo, at that time, the Lord set ambushments against the children of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir, which were come against Judah and they were smitten. Amen. Now, now let me just tell you a little bit about this. Most historians, your, your Bible scholars, will all agree on the fact that what the Lord sent was either angelic or supernatural presences there that stood up in the area where those from Mount Seir were. And so when the Ammonites, 
and um, uh, and the and the other one, whichever it was. Moabites. There we go. It was one of those ites. The Ammonites and the Moabites. When they looked over, they saw the children of Seir there, and they saw these. These, these people that were with them, and they thought they had joined some sort of an allegiance overnight with these people, and that they were going to come and fight against the Ammonites and the Moabites. And so what do they do? There's confusion. Oh, the children of Ammon and Moab stood up against the inhabitants of Mount Seir utterly to slay and destroy them. And when they had made an end of the inhabitants of Sierra, they, once they wiped all of them out, they said, listen, we're not going to have to worry about them anymore. Everyone helped to destroy the other one. They turned on each other. They, they, they said, listen, man, we think they joined in, in league league with someone else and they're coming against us so we're going to go wipe them all out and then they got so paranoid that they didn't trust each other and they started killing each other yeah. until they were utterly destroyed Amen. Wow. And, and get this it says and when Judah came towards the watchtower in the wilderness they got up on a cliff is what the word is they got up on a cliff where they could look down into this valley where the battle was about to take place or where it was supposed to take place. They looked unto the multitude and behold, they were dead bodies fallen to the earth and none escaped. Amen. <laughs> when they finally showed up for the battle, the battle was over. All the enemy was dead before them. You talk about an amazing miracle that God did for the for the nation or for the yeah the nation of Judah for the the tribes of Judah the people of Jerusalem for those people God did an amazing thing but it doesn't stop there because it says and when Jehoshaphat uh, and his people came to take away the spoils of them they found among them in abundance both riches with dead bodies and precious jewels which they stripped off for themselves more than they could carry away. And it says they were there three days in gathering the spoil. It was so much. You want to talk about God blessing somebody? Listen, God, you defeated my enemy. That's enough. Listen, you spared our life. They were coming against us to wipe us out to hold us and, and capture us and enslave us, and you kill them all. I don't ever have to worry about them again. That's enough. And God said, no, it's not. I'm going to give you the spoils of this also. And not only is it going to be spoils, but it's going to take you three days to gather the spoils. I'm giving you so much. You're coming out of this not only on top, but you're coming out of this blessed. You're coming out of this prosperous. You're coming out of this victorious. You're coming out of this with my blessings upon you. That's right. That's right. And that's what God showed here. He showed that scripture that all of these wicked that had come against his people, he said, I'm going to give you all their wealth. That, that belongs to you. Here it is. It's yours. You go pick it up and take it. 
And on the fourth day, they assembled themselves in the valley of Baraka. For there they blessed the Lord. Sister Jennifer, you talked about blessing the Lord as one of the types of praise this morning. That's what the children here did. The children of God, they blessed the Lord on the fourth day. Therefore, the name of the same place was called the Valley of Baraka unto this day. Then they returned every man of Judah and Jerusalem and Jehoshaphat in the forefront of them to go again to Jerusalem with joy, for the Lord had made them to rejoice over their enemies. And they came to Jerusalem. How did they come? Did, did they come saying, oh, man, this has been a long trip? Did they come saying, oh, man, I, I've got all this wealth with me? No, they didn't even come with that. You know, I, I can tell you, there's some Christians that if, they, if God loaded them down with that much wealth, they'd complain about having to carry it. God, couldn't you have sent some, you know, some help to carry this stuff back? Now, I got Man, my card is super heavy. God, I got to pull this thing. We've had to go through some tough areas here, God. You're making me pull this cart. They didn't do that. It says they came back with psalteries and harps and trumpets unto the house of the Lord. They came back shouting, singing, dancing, and praising God. Listen, they had an enemy that they knew they couldn't defeat. They didn't even know how to begin. They couldn't even form a battle plan. And God showed up and said, I'll take care of it before you even reach the battlefield. The battlefield is nothing more than a bank vault holding wealth that I have in store for you. Whoo! Man, that's powerful. you got enemies that are standing before you right now, and you're going, I don't know how I'm going to do this. I don't know how I overcome this. And God's saying, I'm going to do it, and you're going to be blessed when I do it. The Bible says, in the fear of God, was on all the kingdoms of those countries when they had heard that the Lord fought against the enemies of Israel. So the realm of Jehoshaphat was quiet, for his God gave him rest round about. Oh, man, what an amazing, an amazing passage. Mm. Now, I want to share something with you. Um, Let me pull it up here. Man, there's just so much, so much that God is doing. Yes. All right. There it is. This was one of our, um, one of our ministers, one of our pastors here in Florida, UBC pastors, had a dream, and he shared this earlier this week. I want to share this with you. Because just like the children of Israel received a word from God, I believe that there is a word that God spoke to this pastor through this. And I want to share it. It says to my friends and family, please take time to read this personal experience and drink. I do not normally share things like this on social media. I'm sharing this only after speaking with several ministers that confirmed the interpretation. These events started the morning of uh, August the 16th, 2021. Monday morning, I woke up at an unusual time, just a couple minutes before my wife's alarm went off at 6 a.m. Tuesday morning, I woke up again a couple minutes before my alarm went off at 6 a.m. 
Wednesday morning, the same thing happened. I started to see a pattern. You know, sometimes we're a little bit slow. God has to, God has to kind of get us. Thursday morning, I had a drink. Something was going city to city, destroying all life. Our family watched it on the news and started to prepare, even though we knew any attempt to fight against it was hopeless. It felt so real that I wake up sh uh, shaking. I woke up shaking. I still had a pit of fear in my stomach, but felt that I needed to finish the drink. When I fell back asleep, I was at a, a church standing behind a pulpit pulpit. Everyone there had a look of panic. Instinctively, I knew they were afraid of the end of the world. And he said, I started preaching at specific sins, desperately trying to reach them. Many of them repented. Some did not. After service, we went to a member's house. Many from the church came. Excuse me. Uh, And even though there was a, a constant feeling of fear, we stayed together and waited for the end to come. When I woke up, the first thing I did was grab my, fine, my phone to see what time it was. Anybody want to guess what time it was? It was 5.58, just a couple minutes before 6. It was obvious to me that waking up right before our alarm at 6 o'clock for four days in a row was significant. I took to, to Google to find out the significance of 6 a.m. in the Bible. I found that in Bible days, the watchmen had four shifts through the night. The fourth watchman started at 3 a.m. and ended at 6 a.m. The time that they expected the sun to rise. 23 times the New Testament tells us to watch for the second coming of Christ. Jesus told five parables to reinforce the idea that we must watch and be ready lest he find us unaware. Please hear me. We are at the final moments of this age. It's 5.58 and the fourth watch is almost over for the watchman. In his mercy, God has sent us a warning before the alarm sounds at 6 a.m. It's 5.58. It's the end of the watchman's shift. It isn't time to fall asleep or to get distracted. God is sending this last wake-up call. Amen. Amen. Now, church, I, I can tell you, I, I, as, soon as, I, as soon as I read this, I, I knew that there was significance in this, and uh, I started praying. Amen. I started praying and saying, God, what are you telling us? And what God began to speak to me and to deal with me about is, listen, it's not the end of time but it's the beginning of a new day we haven't seen that great harvest of souls that the bible tells us will come and so i believe and this is what god began to deal with me about is that we are starting very soon here we are starting this new day that is going to be the beginning of that time Oh, in this time, there's going to be, there's going to be some, uh, some bad things that happen. I don't pretend to even hide that. Listen, God bring, uses judgment and, 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 and events like that 
to bring people to the realization of who he is. But he also warns his people and he lets them know, listen, I'm going to fight your battles. You come to me, you cry out to me, and I'm going to take care of you. And I believe that that is exactly where we're at. And just like with King Jehoshaphat, listen, the enemy, the evil that is at work in this world, if you just look at that to the church, to, to, to us that, are, that, that make up the church, to the body of Christ, we look at that and we say, God, I can't overcome this. It's too big for me. It seems like there's evil on every side. God, how do we stand? What do we do? We do like Jehoshaphat did, and we call on the name of God and say, God, I can't do this on my own. I need you to fight this battle for me. And then we respond when God sends us a word like this. We respond in the same way that Jehoshaphat responded. God, you heard us, and you're going to take care of us, so I'm going to rejoice. I'm going to lift my hands. I'm going to praise you. I'm going to worship you, and I'm going to let you fight this battle, God, because you can turn this around where I can. I, I begin to think about what, we were, uh, what, what I read here with Jehoshaphat and how that God brought confusion among the enemy. He, he took what was a united front coming against him and he planted some angels there and said, hey, I want y'all to go do a little work for me. Yeah. I want you to bring some confusion among them and let the enemy start fighting amongst themselves. Yeah. Amen. Now listen, I don't want to get political, so I'm not going there. But you, you turn on the news and you see how there's some confusion going on right. in the American government. People that had chosen one side or the other are now turning against one another and saying, oh, well, we're, we're all against this. We're, you know, I'm going to be against this now, and you're going to be against that now. And, and, and it's all turning into confusion, and they're beginning to fight against one another. Listen, we don't wrestle against flesh and blood. We're fighting a spiritual warfare. There are powers and principalities that are at work. Listen, I, I don't, you know, I don't hate any of the people that are in government, that are that are evil rulers, or or any of these things. I don't hate them. I love them because God loves them. I cannot stand the the lie and the perversion of the Word of God that the enemy has brought forth and has lied to them, and I hate the lie that they've bought into. Oh, but. But I know that I serve a God. Come on. Oh, that when I can't change the course of history, it's already been changed in his mind. He, he's already seen the victory. And, and what we couldn't do if we put every resource that we had in it, all he has to do is just speak a word and it's happened. He, 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 he divided all three of those nations to where they killed each other in one day. One morning, God woke up and said, okay, it's time. 
Listen, I know he never sleeps, but it sounded good. Listen, he never sleeps, but he decided that morning that, listen, it's time to defeat this enemy for my people. And listen, I'm telling you, God has decided that it's time. It's time to begin to show this world once again who God is. It's time to once again begin to defeat some, some evil works that are going on and to cause people to once and for all make a choice. Do I believe the word of God and will I turn to God or will I utterly reject him and, and, and turn my heart to something else? God is bringing that last, that last push effort. And church, we're going to be victorious. Listen, I know there's a lot of people that are afraid right now. They're going, oh, I don't know what's going to happen. And I don't know how this is going to do it. What do I do to prepare? And, and how do I, do I go become a prepper and start hoarding stuff? No, no, don't do those things. Turn to God. Listen, turn to the one that provides everything you need. We're, we're going to wrap up here. Uh, if, if our praise team will come to the pulpit, I'm going to have them lead us today in, in, a, in a time of worship as we as we end this service. But listen, you can't set aside enough MREs. You you can't arm yourself enough to hold off the you know the enemy with guns and weapons. Amen? Amen. Man, I had a few of y'all, but I was I was getting concerned. I was thinking I may have to put up a little bulletproof. Y'all talking. Hey, listen, uh, you know, you, those of you that know me, you know that I like guns. I enjoy But I do not pretend in any way to think that I can put my faith in having enough guns or enough ammunition. That's nonsense. The only thing that I can hope in is God. And thank God that there is always hope in Him. That's what's going on with this world. That's why there's so such despair right now is because the things that they've put hope in are failing. The things that they've looked to for their resources, the things that they've looked to to draw strength, they see those beginning to crumble and they're, they're losing hope. And it's not just here in America. They're seeing it throughout the world. Right. Governments, economies, uh, you know, world systems, all of these things, businesses, all of these are, 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 are all topsy-turvy and they're, they're starting to crumble and, and, and you're seeing corruption and, yeah. and people are getting disheartened. Yeah. Don't put your hope in things that are here. Yeah. Don't put your hope in things of man, but put your hope in God. Yeah. Listen, he won't ever is not the old cure for what you have. God, the great physician, is the cure for what you have. Your salvation is not going to come from man. It comes from Jesus Christ. Oh, in the midst of turmoil, the only one that can give you joy, that can bring you peace, is God. Oh, and, and so we've got a word from, the, from God, and, and we need to hold on to that. And that, that word is 
Trust in me and I'll fight the battle. That's what God is speaking to the church today. Listen, put your trust in God and he'll fight whatever battle is before you. Oh, but just like Jehoshaphat, we need to start praising him. Yeah. We, we, it's not time for us to say, okay, preacher, I hear you. I hear what you're saying. I, I hear what the word of God says, so let's just see if it happens. No, it's time for us to get up on our, on our feet, raise our hands, lift our voice, and start saying, God, your words declare it. Thank you. Thank you, God. I praise you, Lord. I praise your name because you're the only man that can do this. God, I cried out to the king that's above every king of the earth. And Lord, I, I trust in you. I thank you. I worship you. Oh, it's when we start praising him that God says, okay, it's time to move. Let's, angels, I need you to go. Angels, I need you over here. Go to that one. Go to that one. Go start. Go go stand by this one. Go stand with that one. This one's facing a trouble. Right here. Go, guys, I want you standing right here. Guys, I want you standing here. I want you standing right here. Today, as we close this service out, I want us just to close the next 12 minutes. How about that? We'll get out of here at noon. Man, I'll get you out early today. <laughs> we'll get out at noon, but for the next 12 minutes, Brother Vincent, I want you to lead us in praise and worship. I don't want us just to, just to kind of go, okay, I'll sing the song. Listen, let them sing. Why don't you lift your hands and just begin to praise God? Hallelujah, keep it going, keep it going. Praise the Lord, hallelujah, Jesus.